0: Hello, I'm Warren Fry from Radio Free Scarlet, and welcome to Doctor Who's line Is It Anyway? Where everything's made up and neither script nor canon matters.
1: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Doctor Whose Line Is It Anyway? Whoa, I bet you're excited about that. Well, you must be because you've, you've downloaded it or clicked play or something, so you're here. So, hello, nice to see you again. I can't see you. That would be weird, wouldn't it, if I could see you. God, that would be really spooky. Um, yeah, we won't go down that route. Anyway, welcome back. And this time we've got the final part of our three-part Meet the Cast session with Nick and Suki. So without any further ado, let's go straight back to the conversation, eh? <laughs> so looking to the future from both of you, um, yes. same question to both of you. What would you like to see... And where do you see the podcast heading in the future? And the same question basically for Doctor Who. Obviously, oh. we've got season thirteen um yeah. due this year, um, yeah. that is being filmed, stroke has been mm. filmed. I'm not sure if they finished the filming. They've certainly done some of it. Um, but yeah, what are what are your mm. what are your hopes and on, so what were your first. preferences preferences for the, for the future
0: podcast, for the podcast uh, it just continue as it is and then I'll tr- get my involvement in it as much as I possibly can depending on work schedules and yeah everything. this is the big thing that's, that's the only thing with with the podcast is that you tend to record on a Friday night and a Sunday morning now I the only time I can ever do them is when I'm on annual leave away from work Because I work both of them times, so that's my my sort of involvements curtailed until I have some sort of annual leave. And for the series itself, the the I'm quite happy with the way the series is going. I I would like the stories to cater a bit more to whatever Jody's character is supposed to be. Right, and I enjoy (laughs) I enjoy no this I enjoy Jody's character Mm. right because she's. She's friendly. She's loving. She's sort of inquisitive. Um, she she brings it all out, but I do think some of the writing could be a bit more suited towards her character instead of trying to cram everything all into the one story, into a story, and she sort of gets left in the background. Because I've noticed that in a few cases where she's supposed to be there commanding the scene, and she isn't because all the characters are there who maybe be taking a bit more of the performance away from her.
2: So Do you think part, part
1: of this is due to the fact that we're mostly now looking at single-episode stories, so everything is crammed into 50 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever it may be, as opposed to when you go back to the the, the classic Who, if you like, when most things were three or four episodes or more, and so the stories had more room to breathe. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's possibly part of it, or or do you think it's because of the pace of the stories these days? Because everything is crash bang wallop, and it, and you just don't get the, you know, yeah, they ha- they could do that if they wanted to, but they they daren't because they think people's attention span is it's, such that yeah, if this, you if you, you pause things for too long, that they're going yeah. to lose interest and move on to something else.
0: It this is it. It's the the it's the culture that we're living in these days. The viewing culture, I should say. Uh, in that we need stories that immediately grip the viewer, keeping them going for forty-five minutes, and then that's it—the end of the episode. Whereas in previous, the, the, you know, in the in the classic era, you could have something that just slightly grips, build on the story, carry on with the story, have a bit of padding in the third episode, and then have the uh, the finale at the end. Mm. Right, and that's that's a sort of different viewing environment different Mm. way of watching things back in the day there's an example of that
1: it was from one of the take take your seats podcasts that i've been listening to recently which was uh space balls oh right um when the one of the first things you talk about is the tracking shot of the spaceship at the beginning (laughs) that john said he timed at one minute and 37 seconds yeah of just this, the ship gradually sort of moving through this, it being the joke that obviously the ship is just longer and longer and longer than you think. And it just goes on and on and on. And I think somebody actually said it might even have been you who said they couldn't do that now because it, whilst it worked and it was funny, it was just too long and people wouldn't have kept the attention and they would have moved on to something else.
0: Yes. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, I think it was me. But yeah, you're right. I, I think these days the viewers' attention would wander. They would sit there, and because in them days there's nothing to distract them, because they'd have no mobile phones, no yeah. tablets, no yeah. whatever they've got, so on them. So when you're in the cinema, the only other person you could probably talk to is the person sitting next to you, or look at the screen. So you would well, have it to watch it. the person in the front yeah. right. Yeah, told to shush. But when you're watching <laughs> this, in the, when you're watching it these days in the cinema, if you had such a long tracking shot, as in, in that space, as an example, somebody would just pulled out a phone. and Next thing you know, somebody else has pulled out a phone, and by then, your attention span's already gone. You're, you're you're concentrating on your phone rather than watching the film. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is the same with Doctor Who, in yeah. them days. There was not really not, in the early days. There was no distraction as such. No. You would either watch the TV show, or you know, or do nothing else. But yeah. wasn't anything else to do. You wouldn't have nothing to distract you. These yeah, days, yeah. you can watch something on the telly, uh, as say the Chris uh, the New Year's episode just gone, but you could also see people live tweeting it. So
1: they're
0: not yeah. actually concentrating no. uh, on yeah. the TV yeah. show. They are yeah, yeah. giving their yeah. opinions. On something yeah. that they might have just watched a few seconds yeah. ago, missed yeah. the plot point, and then yeah. they'll watch something else, and they'll go, yeah. oh, I'll tweet about that, and then miss yeah. the next plot point and so on, mm-hmm. so they're not following the story at all, really they just want to have some sort of interaction, they're not concentrating on it at all it's the, yeah, the it, problem it almost become
1: more about, more about what they can say at the time than what they're yes. watching yeah, mm-hmm. yeah So it's become more about them than than the thing that they're supposed to be interested in.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. But I would argue, I mean, for me, the interesting thing I've been thinking about this a lot recently, when you ask about the question about what you see for the future of Doctor Who, I personally feel as though the Chibnall era, he, I think he's trying to write old style Doctor Who. I I think he's almost simplifying things. Um, to try and fit into that old style. And I think this is the issue some people have because I think in many ways he has simplified the show as opposed to what, you know, Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat did. And, and in a lot of ways, to... yeah, you know, I think I think Moffat and RTD, in a, in a sense, were producing the same show. And I know they had slightly different styles, but from 2005 to 2017, that was the same show. Really. And I think with Chibnall, I I think he has simplified things, which I'm okay with, actually. I mean, I think I I found a lot of Jodie's era to be quite a breath of fresh air, to be honest. I don't think it sits well with some people, though. But I I do feel as though, you know, this is where the, the people who don't like the current show, possibly you know it's too slow for them or it's a bit too simplistic and in a lot of ways i think it's still classic doctor who but I, I i mean it's interesting well you know there's the rumours, whether well as she's leaving or not um i hope she doesn't i'd like to see another couple of years of her because i i think she's she has been different and i think she still needs to have a chance to shine a bit more possibly you know with fewer people around her um what are you going to say? I'm, Go sorry, I'm just
0: going to say the the thing with uh, the, the this this era of Doctor Who, he, Chris Chibnall, you're right. He, I think he is trying to he has simplified it, but yeah. it's it has to keep the young audience, yes,
2: uh,
0: interesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, if he goes for the latter half of Peter Moffat, uh, Peter Moffat, Peter Steven. Capaldi, Stephen Moffat yeah. era, where the stories were you had to really think about some of the stories and he yeah. didn't put everything on the screen. And yeah, then you had to think about some of the uh, think motivations of certain people. Right. It was too complicated. Yeah. These, yeah, that's totally, these yeah. stories, yeah. they're there for the family yes. starting from the youngest person yeah. right? to, to, a, to the adults yeah. for, try, and trying to keep all of them interested. But I think it's targeted more towards a younger generation Mm-hmm. because that's where your future is. If yeah. you start getting yeah. these people interested at a young age, it's a Doctor whichever area you're starting in, right, they will then follow Doctor all the yeah. way. From. Yeah, now, yeah.
1: I, I think that what happened, Russell T. Davis came back with the show, and he immediately got it. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, it became one of the criticisms that the show had, I suppose, Back in the day was that they didn't spend enough time on character
2: mm-hmm.
1: at times
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think they spent a good time on character, but they sometimes didn't develop some of the characters as much as they could have done. I think when the show came back that the focus changed, yeah, so that yeah. there was a lot more on that, and it and some stories actually became more about the characters than the yes. story. Yeah, i mean you look yeah. at rose for example yeah. rose yeah if, if rose had been done in in the classic era then mm. it would have been about the autons yeah it would have been exactly. about the autons exactly. and the nestines yeah. and yeah. there would have been an element of the the new companion coming in there where you obviously you got you got to know her whereas this yeah. time it was all about rose it was and, yeah and the monsters were, were were secondary to that yeah and it, you know, obviously it worked, it, it drew it drew people in. Um for that very reason I don't think it's the best of the of the the new series stories, but it was never designed to be that. It was designed no, to be something no. that could get people on board. Stephen Moffat, when he came in for his stories, they were always very clever stories. Yeah. You know, and he clearly had an intelligence that was able to plot and to and to to weave these complicated storylines in, and mm-hmm. when he became showrunner, that was always going to be the case. And the mm-hmm. more he did it, the more complicated it all became. Yeah. To, to yeah. the point yeah. where, like you say, Suki, you were getting people who were, who were saying, uh, "Well, yeah, you know, it looked great, but ugh, blimey, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not quite sure I understood yeah. what all of that was about." So naturally, when somebody was going to take over from him they were going to go away from that. Mm. And I think that was good because you need that mix. Yeah. I think Jodie's first series probably suffered a little bit in the fact that it went probably too far the other way. Mm-hmm. And also because they changed days to a Sunday and they were trying to pick up a Sunday audience. Yeah. They were trying to keep things quite light. And, you know, you notice there wasn't, there wasn't any real threat. No, no particularly through there and, and it was very much an ensemble piece. And so Jodie didn't get the chance to shine that probably she should have done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that was re- redressed quite a bit last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing now to be able to say that that was last year because it's felt. I like know. I know. Yeah. Last year for yeah. a very long time. It has. But, yeah. um, you know, I will say that I think that series 12 is The best series that Doctor Who has produced for a very long time.
3: I would agree, Miles. I would Um, agree. Yeah,
1: and I think that's because of the strength of the stories, because of the surprises Mm -hmm. that came out, the twists, Mm -hmm. the turns uh, that Chibnall has focused on, and I think that's it's really re-sparked the interest. Yes, I agree. And it's it's given us questions. You know, we're we're asking now. Well, hang on a minute. You're saying that all of these previous Doctors. Yes. They're not the only yeah. pre there's more yeah. She's not from Gallifrey. And yeah. who exactly. yeah. and yeah and uh, you know and what's happened to Gallifrey and where where's yeah. the master going and, and who's this other doctor and definitely yeah. uh and you know yeah. and it's it's yeah. really it's really brought a lot of the interest back into it, which yeah, is something I agree. that I
2: agree. Yeah. it's akin to the yeah. Cartmell
1: era when you yes. wanted yeah. to bring some of the mystery back to the doctor.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um yeah. and that allied to strong production values yeah. and yeah. and somebody who seemed to have an idea of where they wanted things to go, it just melded into suddenly the show seemed to take an upswing and I think yeah. this, is, this is what's happened again now. I'm not decrying in any way, shape or form the Stephen Moffat era because no, 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 I thought exactly. yeah. what he did was brilliant. I think what yeah. Russell T. Davis did was brilliant. Yeah. I do think that with Russell T. Davis his era, he suffered a little bit towards the end because he was writing so much of it mm-hmm. And you could argue possibly the same with the Stephen Moffat era, but not because the quality was bad, but because of his style of story that he writes. It was it was this complicated Mm -hmm. thing that people were struggling to follow. Chris Chibnall doesn't write as many stories. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a good Mm -hmm. thing. I think the showrunner obviously has to write some stories, but he is effectively... Yeah. What is now what used to be the script editor? Yes. Yeah. He is he is overseeing other people's stories and tweaking those as he goes along, and he can't do that and write half of the season or more himself because they just you know he can't put that effort into it and Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing that I've thought for a while is that whilst the showrunner is obviously very good and writes the stories themselves who is script editing the showrunner mm-hmm. yes. there are times when you should have a second yeah. person involved yeah. you know a robert holmes or, or a terence Dix yes. or somebody yeah. like that yeah. who is there who can say well you know look what you've done here is very good but i think we should possibly have this and maybe take yes. that and, yeah. and just yeah. just that not battling backing to and forth between people just to yeah just to hone things, yeah. You know, you look yeah. at things. You look at the way that uh, things are done in America, and which is what something they tried to do last year, and I think it definitely worked. Is the writers' room thing, yes. so stories yeah. were kicked around, um, whilst one person predominantly wrote stuff, other people would have a knowledge about it. They could they could have input into it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they might be be the reasons why some things got tweaked in the way that they did. And it, I think, that's possibly why the the season seemed stronger. Mm-hmm. It, it felt. It felt more it felt like there was more pace with it, more momentum. Yeah. Um yeah. it felt like it was more structured. It felt like there was definitely more threat. Um, you know, and, and the, also the, Mars, the I the think... prices that they threw in were were, were just well, exactly. phenomenal.
3: Yeah. And I was gonna say also, I think last season to me, I I actually find Jodie's Doctor quite dangerous because she can present this energy that is akin to Tennant but she can turn on a sixpence and there were uh, several scenes last year when you thought, she's actually quite scary you know, Mm -hmm. there's certain scenes you think, whoa and she really, and I like that because I I don't think, a lot of people well I've seen some criticism saying, oh she's too bland, she's too jolly, actually no she's not, she's quite dangerous when she has to be She's Trouton-esque just... in that respect. She you is. Know, Trout, yeah.
1: was obviously very, very jolly and what have you. But you, you know, when the threat was there, yeah. serious face came down. And yeah. you know, things like Tomb of the Cybermen, where he's manipulating things in in the background and yeah. and trying to and, and trying to do things for his own his own purposes to yeah. um, to find out what's going on and putting everybody at risk like that. There's there's more elements of that and yeah and. And that definitely works. And I do think Jodie's had, she's had time to settle in. She's also had better material to work with yeah, yeah, yeah. this year. And, that, and that's yeah. really brought her up yeah. in, in my estimation, certainly yes. from, from what she yeah, did in the first I series. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't think she was bad by any shape or form and, and I accepted her as the Doctor. But a lot of the time the character didn't seem completely like the Doctor
3: it was a bit of a Graham Williams era type thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Season eleven, I think. You know, it's a, it was it um, was it was gentle. It, yeah, it was it was there. Yeah, it was there, I, you know, it, it was uh,
1: that thing of having to be the contrast from what had gone before. Yeah. like you say, yeah. you know, Graham Williams when he was when he was hired, he was told you've got to cut down on the horror aspect and 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 what have you. And he thought, well, what are we going to replace that with? Hmm. Oh, we'll have to replace it with comedy and it didn't all come in through the first series, no, but no. particularly when Douglas Adams became involved, you did get, you did get more of that.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. But naturally, you know, because he couldn't do, he didn't have the budget. um, And he was also struggling as well with the fact that inflation was through the roof. So the budget yeah. that they had at the beginning of the series, yeah. by the time they got to the end of the series, the budget was effectively half of what it should yeah. have been because yeah. inflation had gone, had gone yeah. ballistic. Exactly. So, he was you know he had a lot to deal with and and i think still to have come out with um with a lot of the stories that that they did you know he he did a very very good job and is uh, you know seriously underrated yeah um but yes it was it was the fact that it had to be different to what had gone before the same way as peter davis had to be different to tom baker Tom Baker, yeah 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 yeah. how yeah. Uh, Peter Capaldi had to be different to Matt Smith.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. the
1: only time where we've really had that sort of follow through is is Matt Smith to David Tennant, I think, because they've been very, very similar. They were their, similar. The, yeah. Just, and I wonder whether yeah, that's sort of of... yeah, yeah less that, of a was... the, the, the god thing that, exactly. that uh, Tennant yeah. had. Yeah. You know, Smith was more was more bubbly and what have you. But if you boil it down to their, their personas, they were very, very similar as, as doctors.
3: And I I think maybe that has possibly in hindsight, in hindsight gone against the show because you had that period of, to all intents and purposes, five, six years where, yeah, you had a different actor, but you had the same style. And Mm. I wonder whether now that's what's caused some people to be a little bit knee jerk because suddenly, Oh, it's
1: not the same anymore, you know? Um, but the, but the, that's the that's the whole thing with the show, isn't it? Is yeah, it, exactly. Is that it yeah. has to be the same as it's been before, but it also has to be different, different? to how it's been before. Yes.
3: yeah. You know, you, yeah. You,
1: talk, you talk about six or seven years of the same character. Look at Tom Baker's era.
3: Yeah, exactly. The first
1: yeah. three years of Tom Baker's era, he was one character. Yeah. and Then he changed very slightly. And then. Oh, yeah. Uh, you mean, had season he, he 17 when lost. he was when he was very different. Yeah. And then season then 18, was season he 18. was different again.
3: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there yeah.
1: was that there was that change yeah. within the character. And I think you do you do need that. Yeah. And that's why the show has kept going for such a long time is because it can completely change on the sixpence exactly when you because you can replace the lead character you can replace the producers you can replace the directors you can replace the script editors you can replace the companions everything can completely change but it can still fundamentally stay the same show yeah and it gives it that breath of fresh air which you need from time to time so Yeah. yeah But I, I, I like say, you. Know, I, I do say. Sorry, I, I just i finish this first. No, 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 carry on. Yeah. Um, I do think Jodie should stay a bit longer. I hope so. Because I like it, yes. Whilst you can say, well, yeah, but you know, all the other doctors have said, well, yeah, but three years is about right. But three years is fine when you're doing twenty-six episodes exactly, a year.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Not when you're doing no. eight or ten.
3: Well, they top it. A, up. You
1: need an extra year. Yeah. To get that. If she does eight episodes this year, she'll have only
3: done 30 episodes, which is like eight or nine less than Capaldi, apparently. So, you know, she, yeah, Yeah. she, she'll potentially be the, I think, the second or third shortest running actor behind Eccleston and Colin Baker. I think, you know, it's it's Paul McGann. Paul McGann,
1: obviously, yeah. Paul McGann McGann at the the bottom, unfortunately. Um, then, Then Eccleston. And then, yeah, like you say, it's, it's a bit of a toss-up then between. Uh, I think it would be Colin next, just purely yeah. on screen time, screen because time. Yeah. whilst yeah. he had um, fourteen episodes, uh, they were twenty-five-minute episodes, so that's effectively yes. seven seven episodes so of no, yeah. what she's going yeah. now. What's, so, she, so, yeah. so yeah, yeah, Colin and Sylvester are, are shorter for that very reason. But um, but then you, if you look at it in terms of stories, or or or, or actual episodes that they've been in, then yes, Jody and, and Capaldi um, don't feature that no. high up on the list. No. Whereas you're always going to get Hartnell, you know, Hartnell may only have done three and a bit years, but he did three and a bit years of virtually every week. So... He's his, like
3: second he, behind Tom, isn't he? I think Hartnell, isn't he? Like second in terms of episode I count? Think I
1: think so, he's... yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 But no, I think... Get... If she's only doing eight, well, I think it's fantastic We're we're potentially going to get eight episodes. I think that's marvellous in this current climate, yeah.
1: and I think we should be very grateful for that. But yes. I would love... I there would is love... a question as to whether it's the, the eight episodes includes the Christmas special or yes. the festive well, special, I whether it's it going to be seven episodes and a holiday special, or is it eight episodes, and then hopefully we'll get something done for yeah. later on in the year. I don't know. If,
0: but I think... if, she, if she's leaving, I think it'll be all eight episodes in one go. And that will be the Christmas special where she regenerates. Mm.
3: You know, I'd like to see her have a, a fourth season of 10 episodes, you know. But if not, my... my now, I'm going to say this. I, I think they should have another female Doctor. Because I think if they subtly don't, there'll be a lot of naysayers who say, oh, well, they prove you can't have a female Doctor. I think if she's going to change... They should have another female doctor, and I say Dolly Wells. Now, if you saw Dracula last year, the Moffat and Mark Gatiss, Dracula, yes, Dolly, yes, was, Dolly yeah. Wells, fantastic. She would be fantastic as a doctor. She was the best thing in the She was brilliant. She, yeah. I think, she'd make a fantastic doctor. I thought that as I watched it. So I that would be me. I'd say go for another woman because I think that's brilliant and almost just to sort of like you know say to those people, yes, we can make a. A doctor or woman and do it a couple of times, you know. And I think somebody like that, a slightly older actress, you know, um, go for that. And a slightly older actress, bit of eccentricity, I'd love that. I'd love that, you know, if if they're gonna change it in the next year or
2: so. Yeah.
1: My my hope whenever um whenever a new doctor is on the horizon is that they are they are the doctor. So you know I, I it's on record that I wasn't in favor of of them having a, a, a female doctor originally yeah uh, because I thought well hang on a minute you know what are we on effectively fourteen regenerations already mm-hmm. and there hasn't been one now and why would <clears throat> why would the, the change happen when it hasn't happened previously um, also you know there are issues that come up about well what happened if the doctor as a female became pregnant yeah. <laughs> and and then regenerated halfway through into a man and <laughs> you know all kinds of questions like that which i didn't really see a need need to um to answer but <clears throat> from the moment that jody was announced mm. um I thought, well, OK, yeah, all right, that's, you know, well, it it should work. There's no reason why it shouldn't work. We've got it now. So let's let's see what's happened. And she, she you know, she came on and she was the doctor. Yeah. yeah. She may not have had the scripts for it, but she was the doctor. I I'm, mean, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. I yeah. don't think I still don't think that that Because of what we've seen in the past, there should be an awful lot of chopping and changing. No. You know, oh, we go from male to female, to male to female, to male to female, yeah. what have you. Doctors, uh, doctors, and or time lords in general, it seems to me, have predominantly been one sex, and then they might change. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: when whether you say, well, they change, and then they go on for a little bit like that, and then they yeah. change back, but then they 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 don't they don't just flip between one and the other. Yeah.
2: Um
1: <clears throat> And that's one thing that I would probably stick with i don't yeah. have a problem with there being another female doctor i don't have a problem with there being a female doctor now you know i'm on board mm-hmm. with it and I, and I think it's good and it's great for the whole diversity thing and it's great for, for women and equal rights and everything like that I love it yeah um i just don't want to see it flip-flopping around too much no no exactly just because exactly yeah traditionally that's not what's happened no
0: no you know this is like now nearly two hours man. Yes, I was just yes. going to say, We really to
1: Yes, <laughs> thank you both of you for, thank you. for being involved fun. in what has been a, a very interesting and enjoyable discussion. I hope it's been it's been, uh, yeah. it's been fun for the people listening. We will probably break this up into at least two episodes. Um possibly possibly more, who knows?
3: What about fourteen? Uh,
1: fourteen episodes. 40. <laughs> fourteen episodes. Fifty-two the tr- episodes. The trial so of a podcast one on a week for the next 12 months. <laughs> Four minute episodes. There we yeah. go. That's
2: been
3: great.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, fantastic. So thank you, listeners. i uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh join us again next time, whenever that will be, for whatever that will be, but there will be something. So uh see you soon and happy new year. Happy new year happy new, happy year. new year. I'm year i'm off to bed yes <laughs> thanks guys that was fun yes was
3: fun. indeed
0: yes for the last 45 minutes i've just been lying here on the sofa because oh. <laughs> i'm knackered i am really knackered yeah. i'm falling asleep <laughs> i was falling asleep
3: well, listen, I mean, you
0: guys was great, but do realise what
3: time it was? So it was yeah. well, it's twenty to three. Lost track of time there. Yeah, Tomorrow we'll night. go
1: on till about half past one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we just went off on one, didn't we? It was sir?
3: fun. It was good stuff we talked about. It was yeah. good. Yeah, it, was, it was good fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and then you uh, re- you realise you could talk for hours and then you think, "Hang on, a minute, we already have." You know, <laughs> so.
1: it's it's yeah. such an easy thing to do. With is, when, when talking about this show, because there is so much to talk about, yeah, and exactly. when you add that yeah. to the, all the personal memories and everything like that, as well. Uh, I mean, this has been more of a general chat really than a, than a meeting you guys, but you know, there's some interesting stuff there. Your comedy show to Edinburgh thing was, was really interesting, and I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's good if people get the to old know life, the is. old life, yeah. So,
0: but <laughs> if, you're not in, if you're not in contact with Russell or Miranda, mm. are you in contact with their partners?
3: No, well, oh, well, oh, don't, don't don't go there. And, I mean, Russell, Russell tried to steal my girlfriend off me at the time, so don't oh, don't exactly. go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. he was, R- Russell was no Russell was he had a lot of problems at the time, and um, he had drugs issues at the time, and I mean, it's amazing he became as popular as he did, but um, he was always a very troubled soul. You know, very funny man, lovely, lovely guy to know. But um, he was always troubled. But um, but no, I mean this is the, you just realise you just think it's funny, isn't it? You you're in a situation where you know people well, and then you just realise how quickly things change, really. And yeah. it was very much a case of that, you know. And um, but no, it was um, it was it was, a, it was a lovely guy, and uh, I don't I don't know anybody who's still in touch with him now, to be honest. Like like Miranda, I mean Miranda was like I say part of a double act with. Funny enough, a girl I was at. University with, um, Miranda was very tall, and her comedy partner was a girl called Charity, who was a very small blonde girl, and they also split up. You know, Russell was part of a double act, and so is Miranda, and they both of them went off and became famous in their own rights. You know, so um, but yeah, good good memories, happy memories, happy memories. I've <laughs> just
0: been watching uh, Miranda's uh, new show in America. Oh, there's it?
2: A-
3: is it the, good?
0: The the one that um, been remade, I should say, in America by uh, right, Myam Balak. Okay, the yeah. Ep- yeah, yeah. You know, first episode was okay. Second episode was better. But the thing that's putting me off, really, you know, like at the end of Miranda, yeah,
3: they
0: they'd all stand up and just wave to the camera. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, they go on to the next person, wave to the camera, and it was all fun, spartain, you know, and he looked really good. The crowd were whooping and everything. They've done it on this, and I think it's because it's been filmed under COVID. There isn't that much of a crowd reaction, right? And mm. it just looks really cheesy. It Looks mm. really bad, and I'm looking, thinking this—that's not good at all. But yeah. the episodes, the first episode was okay. The second episode was a lot better. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Bizarre, yeah. isn't it? With these with these shows that you know the Americans think, oh yes, we'll like this, right? We'll make remake our version of it. Mm. And it's like, well, why do you need to do that? Why not yeah. just?
2: Yeah, because
3: they're unique in the. There. They're unique in the. I mean, she's a she's unique in the, in herself as a person, and yeah. yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, she's she is probably an acquired taste to a lot of people, yeah. but she's she's clever for what she does, you know. So yeah, don't change they've, that. They've
1: done it, know? haven't they? They've done it with the Office. They've yeah. done it with Gold Church. They've done, yeah. it with this, I, they've done They they did it. They did it with Red Dwarf.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've just started watching the office, the American version of The Office. And uh so I've seen the first episode. I'm now gonna go back and watch the first episode of the UK version. Uh-huh. Uh, because they're both on Netflix, so I thought I'd just yeah. uh, compare the two. Compare yeah, it to uh, us. And see what they're like. Start but, a podcast about them. No, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're being cheeky now, aren't you, Miles? Me? But, no, surely not. Noisy <laughs> nausy lad. <laughs> if uh, you want, Nick, if you want to come yeah. on and talk about a favourite sci fi film, you please get in, just get in touch with me. Oh, or I'd love to. Old...
1: Be... Uh, on the subject of Witch Suki. Um... No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on. Go on. Walk, walk, walk. Uh, and, just, Nick, anything you want to do? Just follow Miles's example. Well, um, does that mean
3: uh, would you go for Hammer horrors? Because I love Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. Would you go for a Hammer horror?
0: You've done Hawk <laughs> the Slayer, <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah, I oh, know we've done Hawk the Slayer. Have you? Well, that yeah, was, that was we we, we justified that somehow. I don't know how okay. we did <laughs> somehow. Le- leave it with me. I'll think of something. <laughs> Oh, um, you know, I've got I've got a
1: long history with John. With John Agar? No, no, John Colchac Pertwee. Pertwee. Oh
0: right. yeah. Go oh,
1: on. Yeah. Oh, do you remember? I said I was in the I was in the the Devon Seaside Devils. Yeah. Well, so was he. This goes back to 1989. Oh. <coughs> I've known him since then. So. Wow. Yeah.
2: Fantastic.
1: Yeah. And between 2000 and 2010. He was the film and TV reviewer for Radio Devon, and one of the things he wanted to do was to interview as many Doctor Who people as he could, Doctor yeah. Who but, and, and sort of sci-fi people generally. He would arrange the interviews with them, and because he didn't have transport, I would drive him around. Mm-hmm. So we, oh, is
0: that we read, the chap that you
1: mentioned? That's the chap, yeah, that's John. Uh, I was quite surprised that, uh, what, you know, when he appeared on that, and I thought, oh, there he is. <laughs> I just don't remember how we got Hawk as a sci-fi, I think. Oh, that would have been John. <laughs> that would have been John going, I would talk yeah.
0: about this. Well, it's the same with, like, Ghostbusters. Would you class Ghostbusters as sci-fi? Probably not as a sci-fi, no, but mm. it's definitely... It's, fantasy it's comedy
1: a, it's a fantasy comedy genre yeah. film so i think yeah. i think with anything like that it's you know it's good to go you don't want you know billy Elliot or the queen or something like that as, as that, the films you no. there, there's, there's no fantasy or or cult element to those really particularly but i think if you have anything else that's along yeah. those kind of lines anything sort of in the horror genre <laughs> anything in the fantasy genre you know that's well, all good
0: there, there the is sci-fi <laughs> horror out there. I mean, you, if, you, if, if horror is uh, flouts your belt, you can always <coughs> try and find a sci-fi well, horror. fan. I was
3: just always, I was always a Hammer horror fan, you know. So, um, I thought, I I'll, th- I'll try to think of something. I'll, I'll have a good think, and I'll, um, yeah, I'll get in touch definitely. The
0: Quatermass films were Hammer. Quatermass, yeah, they so, were. So I mean, you could Quater-Mass, say Alien, yeah,
3: really. Well, yes, you could, couldn't you? Alien's
0: yeah.
1: probably more horror than sci-fi, really. That, yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And like I was saying earlier, we've already done Alien, and we've
3: done oh, wow. and oh, Aliens okay. as well, and oh. Aliens. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll have a think. I'll have a think. <laughs>
0: have a think, Nick. <laughs> have, have a think. think. I'll have a think. <laughs> Cheers. Okay, Nick. See you later. Take care, uh, guys. Tatty boy, tatty
2: boy, everybody.
1: Right, right. So there you go, listeners that was that three parts my goodness me we talked gosh didn't we talk uh so that's great thank you very much for listening to uh, all of it or part of it or whatever you've done we will be back in a couple of weeks time with a review of revolution of the daleks yes we're quick off the mark with these things we get straight in there with the hot takes uh, and uh, don't worry we don't go on for as long as we did with this yes we do we actually do sorry. Anyway, uh, see you in a couple of weeks time. Bye! Thank you for listening to Doctor Who's Line Is It Anyway. If you'd be interested in joining the cast on an either regular or semi-regular basis, or even just as a one-off, then please feel free to do so. We're always looking for new cast members, and as you can see, it's a lot of fun. Just get in contact with myself or any of the usual crew via Facebook, Twitter, or any of the other usual means. We're all easy to find so yes please just get in contact with us. Similarly if you'd like to suggest anything that we can do you you could suggest a conversation we could have, you could suggest uh, an improv idea that we could use, you could suggest um, character traits or accents or storylines for particular stories. We're always welcoming things like this and we'll use anything that we can. We would also welcome things like artwork or music or in fact if anybody would like to do any editing that's it's very interesting doing the editing it's hard work it's time consuming but it's really satisfying when you see what comes up at the end so if anybody's interested in doing that please get in contact with us obviously you can find us on stitcher on anchor fm on apple podcasts this is probably how you're listening to this in the first place and if you could be so kind as to leave us a small review and a like that would be really appreciated it boosts our figures and gives people a better chance of finding us when they're looking for Doctor Who podcasts or comedy podcasts or improv podcasts. Anyway, enough of that from me. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.
0: From all of us here on BBC One, a very good
2: night. Good night.